This is Death Before Dishonor. I'm Genesee. My character is Xanatari. She's a good-aligned Kalishtar war priest. She has psionic powers. I'm Daniel. There are many eyes in the shadows. This symbol is renowned for being associated with the Rod of Orcus, the artifact that I'm after. I'm Eric. My, my name is is Cesar, and no no surname. I was a, a slave worker for the uh, undead armies of Thay for seventy five years. I'm Kevin. I am here to learn to be a better knight, I guess, for lack of a better word. I I, I kind of have my own personal quest, I guess, uh, just to become a protector of people. And I'm Tinzian. Beauty's a D&D. Can't end the story. Goes anywhere you want it. Welcome to the show. I'm Genesee. I'm Eric. I'm Daniel. I'm Kevin. And I'm Deckard Kane. And I'm here to tell you a story of Diablo, Lord of Terror. <laughs> no, no, you're not. <laughs> this is Death Before Sit Dishonor. a while and listen. <laughs> <sighs> Today is Friday, June 1st, and this is episode 61 in a weekly series following a group of friends playing Dungeons and Dragons, hosted by the Gray Area Podcast. Last week, a whole lot of things happened involving doors. I'm going to let Tinzian catch us up on where we are. So, Dungeon Master, you are a go. First, I'd like to uh, offer a couple of administrative notes. Uh, you may hear in the background of this podcast, there's a large degree of rain hitting our roof because, uh, well, there's a big storm in the area, so I'm not going to be able to do much about that. Uh, second, I'd like to thank our international listeners for tuning in and participating very heavily on the Twitter and uh, interacting with us. So thank you very much for the time spent uh, with us in your listening device of choice. What happened last week was that the party found a somewhat feisty time tower interacting with their worst fears. Now, it was either the tower or some other force because the members of the party had somewhat similar incidents happen. The perhaps bravest of the party was Thorn, who actually went in and explored a bit of his area before being uh, cajoled, coerced, uh, and then thrown basically out of the tower by Mithrin. Xanatari was able to make a determination that there was some sort of psionic incident or the like uh, going on. And eventually the party was able to sort of, for lack of a better term, uh, get the tower to prop its own door back up and uh, fade away. We have are joining the party this session where they have gone, gotten their gear, uh, started to mount up, I believe. Thorn was already strapped into Fluffy the Giant Spider. And I believe uh, Mithrin had Dagger Rock uh, nearby. So let us start with the party marshalling at the gates, where Mithrin has just uh, found himself placed into the position of being apparently the captain of the town militia, 
and having instructed his uh, new l- lieutenant slash subordinate slash uh, local villagers, the party is, I believe, ready to head out into the uh, the wilderness once again. As I recall, um, I had called on Smythe to be the uh, leader of the militia. You are correct. And so I would like to just, you know, reinforce that uh, he is in charge of, you know, protecting the town while we are gone and not necessarily protecting, but just, you know, keep an eye on what's happening. You're not responsible to lay down your lives for anything, you know, be be normal. So, And I think uh, Xanatari did also talk to uh, the blacksmith's son, who is the alkalite at the temple. Jeff yes. uh, left some instructions there. To the, as far as the party is aware, there are no further uh, bombs or containers or uh, drow lurking within the city. So, I think there's a reasonable confidence level that uh, Mithrin, that what what you need the party, I mean, need the town to do, they can handle um, there. So, I, I think you two have been left with a sense of, okay, things are you know not perfect, but this is probably pretty good everything's copacetic yep cesar i believe that you were looking for random bits of cogs and metal bits and some other kind of general stuff the last time right yeah whatever i could scrape together i you know built a couple contraptions and things since i've been here so yeah just stuff to to refill his uh his supply but nothing nothing specific okay I think at some point we may want to look into possibly getting you um, some interactions with the local merchants that may allow you, since this isn't a uh, import hub, to maybe bring in some stuff uh, from outside. Cool. Down the line, maybe get you some stuff set up. Since eventually, my my goal is is that as you are progressing forward in level, uh, Xanatari has had the option of being able to have an acolyte. Whether this becomes a major point focus it becomes a mark for her character sure uh mithrin is now starting to somewhat fall into this thing i'm sort of looking at different bits and pieces of things that i can do for each character as they progress towards that paragon kind of level where you take on not only more power but also maybe some more responsibility as your names are known there's maybe something so i think in the coming weeks uh we're gonna try and do some um, things probably with Thorn. Thorn's right now kind of got this quasi thing where he's working on uh, trying to hunt artifacts and bits and pieces. Is Fet- fetch care. quest. So, yeah. No pun intended. Um, so I, I don't want anybody to feel left out, but there's bits and pieces as they make logical sense to kind of drop in here and there. Yeah. Nope. Good. Uh, so I believe. Usually when the party rides, Xanatari uh, has been generally towards the front since she's the somewhat been looked up as the unofficial leader of this uh, company. So Xanatari, I will lead off with you tonight. And what would you like to do? Okay, well, I would have Clyde at this point and be mounted up. Um, we decided that we were going to resupply other than the basic foodstuffs in the Minotaur City because it was a bigger uh, hub of of shopping, I believe. Um, so I would be ready to bid farewell. Mm-hmm. And I'm hanging out because I want Thorn to come back so I can play the song. 
<laughs> I want to I want to play the goodbye song to okay uh, to Winter Haven, but I need him to return. So all right. Um, by the way, just so that way I I, I can have things somewhat noted. You do still have uh, Bert with you, correct? Bert is going to go with me as I travel, and um, Jeff is going to stay and guard the shrine, and he's been given his provisions and instructions and some money so he can basically survive in case we don't return. Are you, are you going to keep Bert floating, or are you going to pocket him? I didn't know I had the option. I thought he always floated. He's just does just generally where, where Bert has been. Um <laughs> Just try to grab him. He always dodges. Put an orb in your pocket. Are you happy to see? Well, see, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) you know, and then and then Cesar walks up to you and he puts this helmet on your head backwards so that you can't see anything. And he says, you know, come on now, just you know, feel where the orb is. (laughs) Yeah. And now that Thorn is back. Yes, uh, and now that you gave me that perfect intro, I have to play this song, which was, <laughs> I have to, because Rabbit made it. All right, and that's kind of awesome. All right, here you go. Can I see your lightsaber? I'm not going to dignify that with the comment, because the uh, the DM is here. I just want to see it. I just want to see it. I, well, I want to see it, too. I only just pulled it so out. So open it. it! I don't know how. There we go. <laughs> wow. Now ode to the lightsaber. <laughs> <laughs> now, for those of us who are not on Skype, uh, Thorn is completely just eating a sandwich and completely ignored the whole sound. <laughs> I, I was listening. Xanatari's Zan- expression, I don't think I could properly describe to the listening audience, but it was priceless. It's just the, yes, I'm going to train wreck. The train wreck is happening. Please observe the train wreck. I am part of the train wreck. Look over here. You know, it's it's sort of the tour through the large house of train wreck. I like it. Well, you know how I deal with this? I ate pizza. How about you eat a sweet roll so I can play my second song, which is even more embarrassing than the first one. And then we will have all the requested songs out of the way. Sweet rolls. I'm going to roll a favorite check to steal house weight roll. <laughs> Dirty. Sweet rolls. Sweet rolls. Yeah, I'm going to consume the sweet roll while I keep running. Sweet rolls. I'm going to consume this weight roll while I keep running. Do I, do I, do I see you're going to... Uh... <laughs> Here we go. I, I like, I like, I like sweet roll. roll. Yeah. And this, is why this, and this is why the Swiss tune in every single week to get our podcast. Yeah. We're experts on sweet roll. Someone get me a glow stick. I need a rave. <laughs> and he is got what is that in your mouth? This? We're at a rave. Pizza. Pizza. Whoa. Okay. 
I like it. I like it, Kevin. The, yeah. the desk lamp rave. Yeah, it's not as not as cool. But I have about fifteen glow sticks behind me, so don't tempt me. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because I'm a glow stick addict. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, All right. Okay, so birds with you. Xanatari, please continue. Okay, so I think I've taken care of all my business in town. I've bid farewell with the Sweet Roll song, and I am ready to hit the woods. And um, I guess we have our map, our map that was drawn by one of the cartographers in town, and and I would follow that heading okay. into the woods. And Cesar, you still have the stuff from Thorn, right? That I you, do. That Mithrin put down and you picked up. And Yes, I have the, the Tube of Pearls. And the 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 ignition yeah. box thing, Rick thing, yeah. And do you do you still have the uh, the Minotaur box? Uh, if I took it, I I think I did. Yes, yes, okay. I still have it. Okay, very good. Um, Mithrin, hi. You've had a strange couple of days here. Uh, this appears to be the most normal of activities. Uh, how are you holding up being promoted? Does this work, work well in line uh, with your character? Yeah, this is this is pretty good. Um, you know, I didn't expect to be uh, an important guy, but you know, it, it's it, it it feels okay. You know, I'm not feeling too bad. Um, well, I guess what I would be doing, you know, after I say goodbye to the militia and Smythe and all those guys that I've seen, I would. Uh, be like, all right, guys, are we uh, ready to go? I'm ready to follow Xanatari. It looks like she's ready to go. Okay. And Cesar? I, um, I'm uh, on my mountain, ready to go. We stocked up on all the essentials, and uh, I've got uh, belt pouches full of what's-its and fizz-gigs and whirly-gigs and who's it what you call them, what's it? and I'm ready to go. By the way, I, I cannot... How's your stock of dual mahikis? Ooh, they're a little low. I run back and get a couple more of those real quick. <laughs> That's and, 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 and by the way, since I, I can never let the word fizz gig go without doing the impression of... <laughs> 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 Sorry, listeners. Right. Go, see, go, go see Dark Crystal. It's Trust me. <laughs> it's worth it. Uh... Is anyone going to start off down this path and not necessarily be part of the group? Uh, or is everyone going to kind of follow the map to, to start with just so I can get an idea of the road ahead? Thorn? <laughs> yeah, you know me too well. <laughs> Onward to adventure! Okay. <laughs> the map that you were given pretty much indicates that you were going to be passing along towards the rock field that uh, Fluffy was originally taking you all, or taking Thorn, in which you followed him out towards. The overall impression is that following the attacks that you all underwent uh, with your minds last week and the general events, that there's almost a sort of quiet complacence to the world as if it's taking its breaths and time is now somewhat passing normally, 
but looking at the sky will still remind you that there is apparently an inherent sense of extreme doom and destruction that, you know, is kind of coming this way. The comet is still visible in the sky, as are the rest of the constellations. The moon appears to be having somewhat of a shift and sort of looks like kind of a a hooded eye at this point in time. Uh, a jumpered eye? A hooded eye. Sort of. Jumpered? Is that some Vermont? You missed the um, beginning where we learned that in Australia, uh, sweatshirts are called hood jumpers, not hoodies. Jackets. Ah, I did not. Uh, by, by the by the way, Thorne, I'm I must I must compliment you on your fine uh jumper then. Um having the Decepticon logo is is, is well done, sir. Oh, thank you. So there's you know the sense of an, an apparent doom. The path along which you follow is pretty much the same one that you took to get to the rock field. The bits and remains of the purple worm carcass that were cast aside were I believe Thorn uh, a couple episodes ago was trying to figure out about the choice of the chance of predators and it looks like scavengers and other stuff have, have been through and, and there's far less remains um, than there were before getting to the rock field takes you about half a day this time it is without issue there's definitely even without having a good sense of nature it's a lot quieter than it perhaps should be there's kind of this getting to a a point where there needs to be some sort of action in the world in response to what's happening in the heavens above uh or you know the, the tipping point may come about Cesar, you're more familiar with this general area that you eventually wind up coming into because it's where you met uh, future Cesar and uh, future Xanatari. Yeah. But you can see that there is still, as you come into the clearing where you met them and you're able to watch uh, the drow get barbecued by lightning, there is still actually now a lingering set of as as you as you come in towards uh late afternoon that there is still a lingering smoldering kind of fire coming from that spot oh um uh actually if everybody wants to come over here and see the the smoke rising over there i i believe that's where uh the future past Travelers, oh, the other us that I met, uh, they were over there. We maybe should take a look, see if they left anything behind for us. Okay. Didn't they give you everything um, that yeah. we needed? Um, but who knows if there's things we want. You know, maybe, you know, maybe future Cesar just decided to leave something behind because he was forgetful. Uh, he, he's obviously older, so, you know. Or younger. Look, any potential mm. treasure? Yes. Okay. Okay. There is, um, as you approach the area, um, and this is where Cesar's character would 
kind of through uh, memory and positioning and stuff realize that this is where uh, Eldrock and his dragon were located. Uh, Look, a sports almanac. there was apparently enough molten fire or liquid kind of napalmish fire that it collected within a rock sort of bowl there was a indent in boulder it was enough and it's kind of pooled there and just the 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 potency of this fuel is enough that it is still after all this time of a couple of days still burning um kind of a smoldering thing but the the level of the level of power was had to have been pretty pretty damn good for this to happen there's definitely magic involved here and um, not necessarily showy, but impressive, but definitely something that would attract attention. Uh, there is uh, nearby what appears to be a sort of rock. Uh, rock uh, is it, how do you say it? Cairn? When you, when you battle at yep. Cairn? Yep. There's a, uh, a, a rock cairn um, nearby, and it looks quite fresh. And here is where I take D4 and appeal to the geocaching <laughs> listeners. Woo! Uh, yes! Okay. And... <laughs> Way too excited about geocaching. Come on. You had no idea. <laughs> Isn't that exciting? Yes. Yeah. Hmm. But continuing onwards, um, <laughs> this, one, this one appears to be fresh. Do hmm. any of you wish to interact with it? Uh, anything in this area that your characters want to do? Um, um, I, do, is there any markings on the cairn at all? Like any uh, religious markings or any uh, symbols or anything along that line? Can I check uh, perception or something for that? Runes. Yeah, runes. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. All right. Hang on here one second. Let me pull up the sheet. Okay. 16. Okay. There are runes, and in fact, there's actually a, uh, a, a wooden-type ball, um, probably about the size of a softball. Okay. And it bears uh, markings similar to those on your staff. <gasps> what? Okay, so can I read it? Uh, at this present time, no, it's some sort of gibberish. Okay. This is a problem. Um, hmm. all right. Uh, I, I would like to, yeah. (laughs) Oh, I'll put my glasses on. Oh, now it's all clear. All right. No. (laughs) Um, okay. Um, I do not want to disturb the Karen at all because that's just, bad news so um upon seeing that i guess i would i would like to write down in my log book or you know my storybook somewhere uh what these symbols were in kind of just sketch it so okay it it seems to have your uh style of markings 
but it seems almost kind of coded. Okay. So uh, the 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 copying down, I'm going to say, is going to take you know next next to no time, but the pondering of it is going to take a, a lot longer and stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Thorn, we haven't heard much from you um, this evening. So, That's what would you like to do with these? Um, is there any relation to those markings to the markings that I saw on the bomb? Uh, no. There's not the markings of your clan. However, there was a strenuous period with, of initiation within your clan where it was pretty much thought that uh, treasures or um, things of interest to your clan could be hidden in, in such locations. Um, I'm going to dismount from Fluffy and... I'm going to do a thievery check to see whether I can locate any hidden panels or switches, or anything of that nature. Pretty, pretty much what it, what it is is a um, series of rocks kind of built up into sort of a large-type pyramid, probably six foot high, and maybe... Oh, you never know. Wide, yeah. All okay. Right, so uh, let me just find my character sheet. Um, okay. Fifteen plus that's thirty. Okay. Uh, this has some hallmarks of looking sort of like a uh, all-weather supply cache. Mm. Doesn't appear to have um, any 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 trips or traps or mechanical bits, but the the style and the build would sort of be like if you were trying to hide something in the sewer or somewhere and you didn't want whatever was in there to get destroyed. Okay, so um, can I identify the rock that needs to be removed to access the items within? Uh, pretty much you'd have to just kind of start dismantling bits and pieces, but you can find the side that would be easier to do that on. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'll roll a perception check then for that side. Uh, nine plus my perception. Um, Twenty-seven. Yeah, you'd be able to easily puzzle it out and get stuff moved if you, if you want to. Okay. Um, I'm going to move to that side then and start removing rocks to try and get at the items inside carefully, so I don't Jenga. cause them. <laughs> Yeah, basically. <laughs> okay. Um, Alright, Cesar? Um, the cairn seems to be well tended to at this point. Um, Cesar's going to dismount and go over to the boulder that has the molten f- smoldering hmm? stuff in it. Hmm? Um, how, uh, how, how high up is the, the natural bowl? Um... Pretty much it's a large kind of boulder. Something was clearly perched on a surrounding area. Uh-huh. We'll say it's probably about seven feet off the ground. The boulder itself is, is quite large, and the pool of it is maybe probably about uh, 
uh, three feet around. Okay. I would like to, to get up to it and try to maybe experiment to see if I can get some of it into a container, whatever okay. the, the stuff is, just because Cesar likes having different substances on him in case of possible need. But I don't... Yes, he does. <laughs> Baby on... oil. Substances uh... on him, substances on others. <laughs> you know. <laughs> You know, <laughs> you know. No, I, I'm, I'm, I'm actually thinking, Zenitari, uh, that we we may need to have the Cesar's theme. Oh, awesome! All right, wait. Just for that, huh? Yep. Raised as a slave by the Red Wizards of Thay and their undead armies, Cesar used his knowledge of artificing to escape. Now that he's free, he searches for honeys. Because he likes to get jiggy with it. Very sad that you guys can't actually see him dancing to that. <laughs> it's very sad that all of us can't see Cesar dancing to that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, could. I could, in my mind. It's kind of like this the sort six of old man. Guy. <laughs> I sort of, <laughs> I've sort of got this uh, this image of like an old man sort of just hopping from one foot to the other. I have, I have, I have like an arthritic break dancer kind of thing going, but yeah, <laughs> just does oh, one. My back's gone. I, I don't know. Yeah, I, puts, I, the, puts new new meaning into the term pop and lock. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I just had this, I just oh had this image. <laughs> I both popped and locked my hip. Yeah, oh. I, I just had this image of elderly Caporia or whatever that martial art yeah. is. No, Betty Gordo. <laughs> yeah. Quick, call the nurse. <laughs> Pull the Cesar, what kind of uh, container are you going to try and uh, use? To... I'll try first a, a glass vial. Okay. Um, the glass vial seems like it'll work, but it, it is going to generate quite a considerable amount of of heat okay. through the is glass. It... Is it something that could be insulated with with leathers, like or or uh, you know some sort of like how thick of a, a, a leather sheath would it need to it for it to maybe not this, set maybe my clothes on fire? Collected? Um, go ahead and uh, roll something scholastically fun. Say intelligence. Let's see here. Yeah. Um. Hmm, what do I? Been one of those weeks. I'm. I'm not on my A game. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, I don't know. I was thinking maybe nature. I don't know. Kind of physics. Um. Nature. It's uh, an element. Fire. Okay. Yeah, come on. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Plus okay. nine to nature. Da, 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 Twelve. Okay. <laughs> Uh, not not the greatest of thing, but uh, you you do realize your your basic elements in that uh, water may combat fire, so mm-hmm. maybe if you have sort of a a large water skin or something like that, you could okay. uh, submerge these and try to have some sort of water gap to 
the uh, okay. the I'll, leather. I'll use a I'll use a larger I'd, larger bottle. I'd like to come my intellect here and use my nature skill check to point out the fact that if it generates that much heat, it might boil the water, and you well, may end up sitting on a bag of steam. Well, that that's kind of what I was about to say as well is that you know you may want to consider changing that water often, but it's it's still going to be a source of heat. Irregardless, mm-hmm. but um, you're sort of keeping yourself from getting burned or your horse from getting burned. Okay. Cool. Done. Uh, Sanitari, and then we will go to Mithrin. Um, my understanding of this Karn Cairn is that it's not like a burial cairn. It's just a marker with markings on it and trying to open it. it. It is not a burial cairn, just to be clear. There's not it's not like large enough for a body. You're not a large body. You're not re- you're not really sure. Okay. Um, you know, you see Mithrin sort of handling things gently. You see Thorn uh going through and working to undo a puzzle, but um, you know, you sort of you, 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 Mithrin is respectful, and Thorn is ransacking, so it could yeah. be. <laughs> but you, you can sort of you can sort of get the idea, especially after all these draw battles, that you know there could only be pieces of something left, and that was buried. Okay, um, Zantari is not disturbed by the fact that we are going to desecrate this uh, grave site because it has markings that are very similar to the ones that Mithrin has seen before. So. My uh, instinct is that it's probably left by us from the future. It may have some loot or something. So, and also, you know, the drow are kind of invaders. So I don't, I'm not too horribly upset if we find dead drow. We can just pile it up again and and be and create okay. their marker. So I would just basically watch Thorn trying to figure out a way to get this apart and uh, and be alert to the area we're in to make sure that. There's no other parties um, coming through here because this is kind of like the area the drow were coming through. Okay. I would like you to make a religion check if you don't mind. That is not a problem. I am going to ask uh, Thorn to roll his dice of awesomeness and then I will add my modifier to it. Full. <laughs> 13. Okay. In this case, 13, I'll say, is lucky enough. You feel that as you sort of keep keep mindful of the area, your attention keeps being drawn back to the semi-distant area where the Zot from All Holy Heck happened. <laughs> okay. You feel that perhaps your deity has achieved per, uh, some sense of anchorhead, in this area, um, and maybe the sort of the the spiritual realm of your deity and you acting as the agent of your deity has sort of brought the two has brought your deity closer to this plane of existence. Um, so you may want to mark that down later on in the back of your mind as maybe to come out here and uh, do a shrine or something like that. But it, it's this this area is definitely now somewhat electrically, maybe not electrically charged, but there is definitely uh, a leaning perhaps towards that particular element. It has been hallowed by lightning. 
Yeah, it's if if there's a if there's a thunder or lightning storm that comes through here, it's probably going to be pretty bitching. Um, that sort of thing. But uh, also, Mithrin, for you, there there feels like there's been a strong sense of justice within this area. So there's sort of a elemental feeling, but there's also sort of maybe an not so much an alignment, but sort of a what's been done here has been done and it's better that it's been done. It's right. not been kind right. of thing. So to, to you, this area sort of appeals to your inner sense of being for how you want to protect your parents. You feel that here you sort of stepped up, you charged the field with others. You saw these events. You've come to, many, many surprising situations. And here you stand at this place and you sort of feel that suddenly this may have all been worth it to get to this point. Right. Okay. Uh, upon realizing these things, I would actually like to step aside from the group, like maybe 15, 20 feet and actually build my own little cairn of you know not very big at all like maybe just three stones or something like that and just you know make a little uh i don't know a little a little meditation to myself and just kind of hallow this place in a way so. okay uh doesn't feel like there's any sort of repercussion for doing this you know you're not suddenly charged by nature spirits or thoughted yourself so uh however you have observed you know, since we're now coming around full circle here, you have observed what the rest of the party is doing. So as you step away, you do your meditation thing. And as you're doing this, um, the rest of the party is doing stuff. When, when you return, do you have any particular comments or feedback for what, what you see happening? I do. Uh, first thing I would like to do is, uh, you know, seeing what Thorn is doing, I would, uh, you know, ask, are you, are you guys sure that this is not like a burial site that we're desecrating? I just, I don't think that's a good thing if that's the case. Thorn, do you know, do you know, is this a burial site? <laughs> um, uh, Mithrin, you don't need to be alarmed. Basically, I sort of recognize this as like a, like a, a storage cache. Okay. People put here, put things here to, to keep them from the elements um, while they're out traveling, adventuring. There could, some, there could be some stuff in here that could help us out. Excellent. Okay, well then, carry on. Absolutely. Uh, Xanatari, how is uh, things going for you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, things are good. I like this place. Um, into the, uh, the ground, I definitely want to... If I had an extra holy symbol, I would bury it here. I don't have one, so I'm going to come back later. But um, I may wander over there to the corner and uh, check out where the lightning has been striking, just to see if there's anything there. Um, okay. when, you, when you wander off, you're going to need to get up on Clyde and uh, take, a, take a ride over. It's, it's distant enough. But okay. For your the fact that you're paying attention to the area, you haven't really seen or felt or sort of 
come to understand that there is a, a lurking ambush between you and that site. So, is it um, light of sight? I can see that far from here. Like it's no trees or anything. It's clear. There's there 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 are trees, but you get to a certain point, and this is where uh, future Cesar and Cesar were looking down and watched this happen. You can see clearly there's there's a point, but that corridor of sight. Um, but those at, at standing at the Karn uh, will not have that direct view. Okay. Um, but you you will be able to see the location of the uh, the napalm fire rock. Okay, so I would I would mount Clyde and wander that way. Tell everyone I'll be right back and. Okay. Of uh, the ground, um, everything seems to be standing up pretty straight as if uh, still a bit electrified. Uh, the patches of grass in the area are all standing ex- extremely straight. And there is the blasted body of the drow still um, in its spasmatic death throw sort of locked image it is completely fried and toasted but there is still a lingering blue flickering flame and maybe not steam yeah probably steam actually rising from it this is the one that i shocked at the tree yeah this is this is this is the one where your god kind of said um no right <laughs> right do not like and gave it a thumb down on Reddit. <laughs> Zot. Okay. Um, I would get off of Clyde and get closer to the body. Um, I'm interested. I'm such a disgusting person. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm interested in the piece of metal in his mouth. Okay. Wow, chicken. Wow, wow. <laughs> well, I'm just, I'm just saying, it's probably been electrocuted. If there's any item here that could be considered hallowed, it might be that. Okay. Uh, you find that it is a token of similar size to the spider token that uh, I believe you are still holding. Yep, it's much. Um, but all traces of Loth have been eradicated from it. Okay. So it, it's it's sort of this uh, flat, smooth, but it's got this very intricate uh, leaf-like pattern on it from the electricity sort of parsing out from where it's been bit down upon. Mm-hmm. And uh, pretty much looks like, depending on how you hold it, uh, the teeth marks could look like really weird thunderclouds, and then there's kind of like lightning striking down to the other end of the um, token. So okay. if, if if you want to count that as a holy symbol, you could. But there is one additional point. The electrical charge and blast and you know the, the cooking and everything has pretty much turned this corpse into um, as close to a stone statue as possible. And then it's just been so condensed with infused and stuff that it's it's more statue than corpse at this Basically, point. Basically, he's been petrified. Thank you. Thank you, Thorne. You're welcome. You're, uh, 
Well done. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, is it possible to get the metal out without breaking him? Sure. I don't think he minds. He's dead. Yeah, if, if, if you want to, you can. Okay, I would like to take the metal piece out, and then I would like to... Um, He's leaning up against the tree right now, or did he fall to the ground? No, he's kind of leaning against the tree, sort of half leaning, half sort of shocked forward. Okay. Um, I guess I would, you know, with a stick or a rock or something, make a circle around the tree. And uh, if I have any symbols of, you know, representing... Representing, <laughs> oh my god, I would like etch them with my knife into the tree, like around behind him. Okay. Uh, roll a nature check, please. I wish I had my dice. Okay. Dan, will you roll for me? Yeah, I rolled an 8 for you. 18. Okay. You are lucky in that the tree that you're carving in does not appear to have a dryad associated with it or mm -hmm. another nature spirit. I assume it would have been fried, but okay. Mm. It elemental is a nature beings, spirit. Elemental beings can sometimes be interesting in that sort of way. Okay. But you are not you are not challenged. <laughs> Good. I declare a jewel. Now, do you do you take some time with this, or are you kind of sloppy with your carving? No, I'm going to take my time with this, because it's going to be a shrine eventually. So I just want to mark it um, <coughs> for remembrance, so I make sure I come back here. I'm debating on whether I should bury this holy symbol somewhere in this tree area, but I'm not sure if I should wait till I come back. I think I'm going to hold on to it until I come back, and I can do it right with rocks and other things. Okay. Uh, Cesar? Um, now that he's got his alchemical, uh, bottling done with, he, uh, goes over to stand and watch what Thorn's doing and lend a hand if needed. Uh, I see you're picking apart that stack there. Are you trying to get at something inside? I believe there might be items and treasure inside. Stand back! Oh, oh, oh alright. Yeah, wait, 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 come here. Hold this rock. <laughs> now stand over there. Veteran, <laughs> <laughs> come and make yourself handy. So, yeah, right. take this rock. Got it. Stand right. over next to Cesar. Okay. Which rock? This rock? That that rock. The big okay. one. Okay, I got one, it. The one All that right. kind of looks like Bert. If Bert's mean? grandfather. Okay, I got it. <laughs> it's a big rock. Now just go and stand over there with Cesar and and, and just hold it. Can I put it and out? <laughs> no, you need to you need to hold it. It's an integral part of this puzzle. <laughs> Thank speaking you. Of, speaking of puzzles, uh, Cesar, um, when you met yeah. future Cesar, you saw a equation go through that uh, intrigued you. You notice that there is, as uh, Thorn happens to be clearing out one of this, one of the larger rocks, um, a portion of 
what appears to be a container is starting to appear. And there is a small fragment of um, a mathematical formula that is uh, crudely written onto the container above what appears to be a uh, a lock of some kind. All right. Well, Cesar would uh, sort of elbow Thorn uh, over a little bit just to get room so he could crouch down or wherever it is. Maybe it's not down, but to, to peer at the, at the equation and at the lock and to, uh, you know, just basically get a, a closer view and maybe pull out a magnifier or something just to, to get a good look at it. And Ooh, what, 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 what's this I've found here? Hmm. Okay. Um, go ahead and, uh, Roll for perception, please. Perception plus 14 to a 14. 28. Okay. You've come to realize that this is not actually a lock in the standard sense, but it is sort of a, a disarming point or um, something that to engage kind of like a safety. On, on some of your uh, your gadgets, there may or be, may not be an on or off switch, but you you feel that you've kind of maybe think that interacting with this point may give you less pause to think that there's a trap involved. All right, so it's either an engage or a disengage for some sort of mechanism involved, I, which I may or may not could be. I, I, I think I think I think for that sort of role, I'll, I'll give you the. You feel that the box is engaged now. Okay. Um, and there's sort of the. I guess if you think back to the old children's wind-up toys, there's the key. Yeah. Like a wind-up key. There's that sort of thing on there. Um, it's clearly very simple. Hmm. Uh, enough to confuse an orc and keep them out of whatever this is. But for you and Thorn, Mithrin, and Xanatari, uh, it, it's child's play. It, it's okay. Know. Yeah, it, it might as well say on off with a, a switch. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I say hold 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 on a second, Thorn. Don't touch anything, and uh, he disengages it as far as he can tell. He turns it or flips it or unlocks it or whatever. And you are greeted with the sound of what appears to be a a pop and a thud, as if uh, a, a catch was released and then hit maybe a rock. Okay. Oh, that 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 should be good. Carry on. Can Mithrin? I put this rock down? This is very heavy. <laughs> I turned to Mithrin. Keep it up, buddy. All is fair. Okay. Am I helping? <laughs> I hope I'm helping. You're such a wonderful rock. helper. I'm gonna. I'm going to give you some treats and and the gold star and the gold star. I'll actually craft you a a star out of whatever we find here. This is the problem with having the largest strength <laughs> thing in the in the group. <laughs> Carry Why on. is the Minotaur? Why isn't the Minotaur helping? Lazy He's cow. Confused. <laughs> <laughs> he, he 
he he's grazing off in the distance, Eddie. He must be scouting ahead. Is yeah. he supposed to be Moo, us there, are you happy right? now? <laughs> he, he he's he, he's af- he's afraid that even though the device has been rendered inert, that it will still turn into a weapon of mass destruction that will only wipe him out. <laughs> yes, yeah, whirling blades. Yes. Thorn wa- uh, waves him over. Come here, look at this. And he switches yeah. it back on. I know. He saw the button. There was a button, and he ran. Exactly. There's a pit trap somewhere in here that Future Thorn put out, going, "Ha ha ha, you bastard." Yeah. Um. <laughs> So, Thorn, can you hurry up and open the thing? I'd like to put the rock down. <laughs> it's very okay. heavy. So, I'll um, I'll make a theory check to to see whether I can identify how to open this thing okay. and get the goodies inside. That'll be a twenty-eight. Okay. Uh, you were able to determine where the opening has popped up. Uh, it's just off to, um, a side that you hadn't cleared yet, but you know, that you can quickly get that, that cleaned up, um, pretty quick. And I think what I'm going to do this time is since I let you all usually pick a, uh, an awesome critical or a spectacular failure and let you describe it. Inside of this chest, and I'm, you know, would, Xanatari is going to take a while, so, uh, let's have, let's have Xanatari off still at the, at the shrine when all this is going down, but, um, I am going to let each of you pick, uh, the treasure type for another member of the party. And then we will try and see what goes on, since you know usually someone who fails gets to have some fun. Um, Xanatari. Uh huh. Explain how this works. Okay. Uh, inside this treasure chest, there could either be an armor or a weapon or an item. That would go to be 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 there, sort of rigged for Thorn. Yeah, I'm gonna go armor. Okay. And what kind of armor? I would say leather armor. Okay. Anything in terms of a particular sign or emblem or something that might set it apart? I love purple. <laughs> okay. Thorn, you have yes. a plus three. Plus all right, hold on. leather. Plus three set of leather. Leather studded armor. Purple. Purple. Yes. Which makes it minus two. <laughs> it's, <that's>... fabulous. <laughs> uh, it's fabulous. It's fabulous. It's plus five against Hal Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> oh, ouch! My oh. dreams, my childhood <laughs> dreams and memories. That was so funny. And uh, <laughs> Thorn, go ahead and roll an arcane check. An arcane check? I can do that. Natural twenty, baby. 
Oh my god. Okay. Well, we will we will get to the natural twenty in a moment, but you are able to determine that there is um a one charge per rest period feather fall. Oh, nice. that, is, that is exactly That's what handy. I need. That's handy. <laughs> Acrobatics, never again. Now magic, yes. I I I love celebrating wonderful, fun things like natural twenties and natural ones. So let's go back and scale just a little bit back in time here. Uh Thorn, okay. go ahead. Huh? It's a dumb okay. thing. Ah! If you need someone to pick a lock or sneak through the dark and attack your enemies from range, perhaps you can call upon my pack brother, Swan. I hear in times of trouble he can turn into a wolf. <laughs> and he is seeking the rod of Orcus, a great treasure. Hmm? Bury the treasure, and bury the treasure, bury the treasure, and bury the treasure. Ow! This is now officially the most rabbit-influenced uh, <laughs> episode ever. Um, Indeed. Thorn, <laughs> in proper Indiana Jones, arc, discovering, whatever, let's go back a little bit. You have just uncovered this treasure chest. You get to describe the epicness of opening it and all that other fun stuff. So, And then we will continue on with... The Monty Hall. Okay, so the trash, the treasure chest is sitting in front of me, and as I walk up to it, some really nice music starts playing. I lean, I lean over the chest and I push it open. I reach inside. I grab my item. Holds up the air and it spins around in a magical light. Wow, that's really dramatic Ding. music. Yeah. Ah, ultimate power! Oh, wait, it's just yeah. a chest piece. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. Very, very nicely done. Thank you, Mithrin, for the accompanying music. No problem. Um, hmm. Thorn. Yes? What would Xanatari get? By the way, I don't oh, think those were the tornado just... sirens, but uh, we just had the we just had sirens go off in town, so I think it's just the mm. fire. Our town is the, is the town that calls. Wolf. Oh, someone's having a party. Well, okay, so okay. what do you get? You get a siren. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, next. No, okay. So <laughs> what does what does she get? Well, she only recently just got a new suit of armor. She has a magic sword from. Our last encounter with the blender. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. What could you possibly use? 
Um, let's say, uh, maybe a magical amulet. Okay. And what are your what are your thoughts on this magical amulets? Maybe something that's not so much religious and reminiscent of her god, but something more along the lines of her people, okay. the Kalashtar. Okay. Well, Xanatari, uh, having shown both your strength of character and strength of conviction, there is often talk amongst your people in their regards that the warriors sometimes develop additional strengths. And let us have this be an amulet of berserking. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Once per day, you find yourself, you could find yourself, uh, sorry, once per rest period, you could find yourself so stirred by legacy, history, tradition, the situation just pissing you off, whatever. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. In essence, yes. <laughs> you know, you, 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 you have proven yourself that even though you are a cleric, you are a, a battle cleric. You have, have a very... Uh, feisty is not the right word, but you, you, you have a very strong Fiery? and opinionated deity. You, you've sort of kind of, you know, could get that. Yes, you wouldn't like me when I'm angry. So I, th- I, th- I think, I think we'll have an amulet of berserking for you, and for pretty much for two rounds, um, you won't be able to cast or anything. But uh, we will give you a plus six to your damage for melee strikes or something melee related. Or you can use it to use your strength to say if you had to try and push against something. Maybe maybe lift a boulder off a baby. Carry 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 a rock. maybe, Maybe throw something. Um, within story, we'd, we'd be willing to give you, uh, consideration for something that's kind of on the scale of the, uh, action movie. So basically, she turns into, like, a Kalishtar Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yes. Kind, kind of where, you know, yes, she's, she's able to top, top the column or whatever. Okay, so, in this case, I'd also like to have the amulet have the, uh, the disadvantage of making her speak with a um, an accent, maybe a, a Schwarzeneggian accent, perhaps, <laughs> maybe. Bastard. Either How about it be Australian? Can I be an Australian when I'm when I'm berserking? If if, if you can be if you can be an angry, rage-filled Australian, <laughs> then by all means, I will allow that. <laughs> What the did you do to my Bobby? You. That sounds very British. I'm going to say. Well, British would never say the word fuck <laughs> or fork <laughs> in the case of an Australian. Yeah, fork an L, mate. Say. <laughs> nice. Okay. Uh, 
<laughs> let's see here. Oh, okay. Cesar, I would like your insight for Mithrin. Well, I saw that coming, so I think what Mithrin finds is a set of... It's basically a, a pan flute. Oh, <laughs> that's pretty cool. Yes. Um, God, it's like giving a six-year-old a tin whistle. <laughs> it's a slide whistle. Like. He will go out and buy himself a pan flute. You better believe it. Each, each vowel or f- like flute tube—I don't know what they're called—is uh, is carved from a different type of wood, um, and they're they're strapped together with um, different colored like fibers, uh, you know, like basically threads of different color um and uh and it is unadorned but he can see the possibility for possible carvings into it as well as the the ones that he puts into his staff okay and what sort of Mm. ability might you think this and, and and by the way, are are you, are you treating this as something that you believe he could play, or just simply the fact of having it and trying to play it? Well, has he seems to be a, a storyteller and has, you know, a little bit of a flair for the dramatic. So I could see him using it to accent his storytelling or okay. or possibly supplant it at times. So I don't. I don't think it, it, it. I mean, that's up to him. It could be something he knows how to do now, or it could be something he learns, or he, maybe he chucks it into the fire, the fireball, and it's like, "Fuck this shit." Okay, <laughs> Mithrin, I will give you the uh, the the pipe flute of fascination. Oh snap! You will pretty much. Um, be able to through using this uh in whatever manner you feel that your character is able to play it because you are obviously the bard yeah uh i thought he wasn't a bard i thought we he never has to find he's the most bardish but but you, you you have you have to remember he may or may not be the bard in character though how he is acting Mm -hmm. he's Everyone kind of out of character knows roughly what his class is. In character, though, Cesar is sort of taking it from the viewpoint of if he's acting like a bard, if he's quacking like a bard, he must be a I think he needs it. I just wanted to make sure he wasn't hidden, like a a hidden bard. No. No. (laughs) Um, I'm a knight, but a bard, but a knight inside a bard. Okay. But but you you have a hidden bard. (laughs) Maybe, Maybe he's the bard. He just unzips yeah. his shirt. Damn, he's a bard. But 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 Mith- Mithrin, this this will allow you, whether by magic or just your own sort of thought, that you were when you were growing up in your your parents' inn, they you had you had some epic storytellers that came through, and you saw their charisma and you wanted you know to have some of that. This will sort of give you that where. Um, for, you know, bluff or diplomacy or something like that. There's going to be attention paid to you 
but you could pretty much have the Thornian power of polishing a turd and still right. having it be a pretty epic damn story. Right. As in, this is the type of thing that would allow me to play the sound of snow falling. That good. It, it, you know, it, it's it's... You'd probably play it, you know, have little accents as you wanted to, but just kind of hearing it, people would start to pay attention and you may have a bonus to your charisma or your bluff, depending on how the story goes. Word. If, if, if you get into a point where you got to do some fast talking or whatever, and you're able to frame it in certain ways, if there's a failure or something's kind of close, maybe we can bump some different different stuff around but I it, picture it like some some thugs pushing you in a corner uh, demanding an <laughs> explanation for something hold on a second yeah. <laughs> welcome yeah. to t-mobile <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> okay very good and then they just like push me in a locker and that's the end of that so <laughs> but yeah <laughs> just whip out your flute yeah <laughs> uh, yeah Cesar. Hmm. Well, uh, also having seen this coming, um, I have decided uh, more than likely what is in there is actually a book. And uh, when Cesar picks up this book, um, he's going to open it and find something quite extraordinary happens. A couple is that... going to fall, fall out of it and they're going to be a tri panel. No, actually, uh, as he as he opens the book, uh, the book actually morphs a little bit and turns into a crossbow of sorts. And if he shuts it, it turns back into a book. Okay. Is it is it, so? It, it is one that actually does the whole transformers transform into a full crossbow, or is it so like he's holding a book and he triggers it and, and an arrow shoots out? It's like a hand crossbow. So as he opens it, like the drow have with like, you know, it's a smaller crossbow. So as he opens it, like the spine shifts into like a handle and, you know, kind of like transformers, you know, and it turns into like a crossbow um, that he would use, you know, just like he would his normal one. But as he shuts it, you know, it would go back into a book. And so he, it's concealed. It's nice. And also I would believe it would have something to do with his equations. Okay. Then Cesar. What I give you is a hand crossbow of concealment. Right. Um, it'll be somewhat difficult if you are searched for someone to presume it to be a weapon. It'll has some beguiling ability to it that it will look, uh, uh, you know, be taken for face value as a book unless they are actively really searching kind of thing. So we'll, we'll play that by role sure. play. It is plus three. Um, you will find that uh, it fits your particular brand of smaller scale. You have to smaller scale your crossbow bolts a bit. Sure. But it's definitely something of your tinkering and engineering. Okay. And once per, once per uh, rest period, you get the feeling that it has the capability to perhaps launch some form of that equation that you saw. Okay. And we can work out on the side what the damage may be, or maybe if not, actually, you know what? Instead of damage, let's consider uh, later on discussing maybe an effect if something is hit by this equation. 
they instantly become bored. <laughs> I don't get this equation. Okay. Now, before I have uh, I like Xanatari, dazed. before I have, huh? I like dazed. It's a good effect. Never mind. Cause yeah. Uh, it's math. I'm so dazed and confused. <laughs> <laughs> so, before I have Xanatari take us out, because we've been going for about an hour and a half, and I think this has been a wonderful episode so far, uh, there remains the one question of Xanatari's item is in the carn. Xanatari is not present. Who takes her item? Or do they just go out and tell her that there's something there? I'm going to head back to that, by the way, as soon as I'm done with my bits. So he can take it, but I will return. You don't have to come search for me. I'd just like to make sure that you know I saw what it was and knew that that was not for anyone but her. That's uh, Mithrin. Yeah. Roll for perception. Okay. Fifteen. Okay. Uh, you get a reasonable idea of what it looks like. Cesar. Uh, thirty-one. Okay. <laughs> Very good. And I think next time we will answer the question of, does anybody bother to tell Xanatari? Xanatari, <laughs> take us out, please. Thank you for listening. You can find out more at DeathD4Dishonor.com. Subscribe on iTunes and find us on Twitter at DeathD4. Please, t- please take a listen to the Gray Area Podcast about advice and interviews on relationships between gamers and the Super Number One Podcast with Kevin and Andrew. One topic, two geeks, several beers. One at GreyAreaPodcast.com and the other at SuperNumberOne.Libson.com. Join us for our worldwide adventure and stay tuned for next week as we continue our travels. What if I'm naturally awesome? You are. Well, good thing that's not something we need to worry about. Oh, Oh, burn. Daniel's supernaturally awesome. Okay. No, Mm. no, no. That was a poor recovery, my friend. I'm getting (laughs) shot in the back of the head tonight. It was supposed to be.